Hello again, everyone. Welcome in to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where once a week we look at world football, or as some people want to call it, world soccer. There's been a lot going on this week. You would never know that a pandemic actually had us all turned upside down as far as world football is concerned, but there is so much going on. We'll try to get to all of it as well as scores. And of course, we've got Champions League and Europa League that have started off, and they're off to a great start as well, and they're coming down to the nitty-gritty. But the first thing we want to address The first thing we got to look at, Juventus, no longer in the Champions League. My goodness, what a shock this is. Who would have thought that Lyon would come along and knock Juventus out of Champions League? This just wasn't in the table. It wasn't in the cards. Nobody was planning on it. And I'll tell you what, neither was anybody at Juventus for that matter. Uh, What happened? What was the problem? Where did it go wrong? Well, I can tell you. What happened was you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, probably the best player in the world, playing for Juventus. This guy is carrying the team on his shoulders. He can't do it alone. Diego Diego Simeone, when he went to uh, Inter Milan, he addressed that problem with Lukaku. Lukaku is an amazing striker for Inter Milan. This guy is incredible. He's one of the soccer players that I just love to watch work because he just is nonstop. But what Simeone did was he addressed the support for his superstar, Lukaku. And guess what happened? Inter Milan all of a sudden finished in second in the Italian league. Yeah, that's right. Lukaku was in the middle of it. He may not have scored a lot of goals. He may not have gotten a lot of press, but Lukaku was up there causing havoc in the defense of the opponents. So here's the situation with Juventus. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo playing in a uh, attack halfback position or attack midfield position. Okay. You've got 10 other players out on the field. Let's say nine because you don't want to include the goalie here, but you've got nine other players who are out there with the ball and they're trying to create something, but they're not really trying to create with Ronaldo in the middle, okay? But what you've got to understand is you've got Ronaldo, who's one of the best brains on a soccer pitch, and he's got the ball. You all need to make the space for him. You all need to support him and help him. And the support did not come down the stretch in that second game when they played at Juventus. It was a sad situation. Because of uh, the tie situation and it ended up in the aggregate, with away goals, Lyon had more, so Lyon moves on against Man City. Now, Rudy Garcia, the coach of Juventus, I'm sorry, Rudy Garcia, the coach of Lyon, is going to find himself up against one of the best tacticians in the game in Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola is, in my mind, one of the best tactical coaches you can find in Europe. He knows how to communicate with his players. He knows where to put the players that will help the team and work that position. So this is going to be an interesting test for Rudy Garcia. Now, Rudy Garcia may not be on everybody's mind as far as a coach in Europe, but he is a a Frenchman. Uh, He replaced Silvino, the uh, Portuguese guy, uh, only after only five months at Lyon. There was a little bit of a shakeup there, a little bit of a problem as far as management and the coach. Um, Rudy Garcia had success at Lille back in 2010 in the French League, and he took Marseille to the Europa League final in uh, two seasons ago there in the French League. Now, between that time, between Lille and Marseille, he was at Roma from 2013 to 2016 and had success there. So Rudy Garcia is no slouch. He's a good, he's an excellent uh, coach, knows, uh, knows the game very well, and knows how to move the players around. He's got Dembélé working for him up front, and Dembélé is an amazing player to watch. I this guy is incredible. He may not have the stature or the uh, or the, uh, the the bravado of a of a Lukaku, 
But um, Dembélé, to me, is a guy who knows how to score, and uh, he, he's, he's always hungry to get in front of that goal. So uh, the Man City-Lyon uh, game coming up this weekend is going to be really, really amazing. So uh, don't count Lyon out by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, Pep Guardiola is going to be bringing all the guns when he brings Man City to bear. So anyway, now there's also a little bit of a situation between uh, Rudy Garcia and the owner of Lyon, and that's Jean-Michel Alas. Uh, he criticized Garcia back when he was the coach at uh, Lille and said that Garcia was making the referees call things in favor of Lille instead of the opponents. And so Alas uh, kind of caught some flack for these uh, comments, even though he's the owner of the team, the multi-multi-multi-multi-millionaire. Uh, but, you know, he can pretty much get away with you know whatever he wants to say. Uh, that being said, it's going to be interesting to see just how um, just how this is going to be uh, addressed. Okay. In the meantime, on the Juventus side, <laughs> after the match was over, Juventus said goodbye to Mauricio Sair. That's right. Yeah, he's gone. And bring in Andrea Pirlo. Now, Pirlo is a guy who doesn't mess around. He knows how to uh, put the hammer down. Uh, he'll tell the players, uh, this is my way or the highway, and off they'll go. So it will be interesting to see how the new change takes place at Juventus. Now, another uh, rumor that is swirling around and has got everybody talking is that the possibility that Ronaldo, yes, Cristiano Ronaldo, may be headed for Parc des Princes or PSG. That's right. So apparently there is a meeting next week set up somewhere in Portugal at some festival where um, – Ronaldo's people are going to talk to PSG's people. Will it happen? Is it supposed to happen? Will, you know, is, it, is, this, is this the real deal? We don't know. But it has made the front page of a couple of papers in Europe. And so when it hits that uh, stage, then maybe where there's a little bit of smoke, there might be some fire. We will see how it all plays out. This is going to be interesting. Stay tuned. It's going to get better. Now, speaking of PSG, these guys are feeling real good right now because their superstar is back. Yeah, you remember Mbappe got hurt a couple of weeks ago on a very, very vicious tackle at uh, midfield uh, during the French Cup game. And he came off the field, and then by the half, second half, he was on the sideline in crutches, and all of France was basically holding their breath. Well, he's back in full training now. And when I say full training, we got to understand, he's come back from an ankle injury. Okay, so he's into the uh, exercise stage where he's doing light passing and, you know, putting some weight on the ankle and, and kind of doing some light jogging in place while he's passing and all that. This is step one. He's basically got to go to about three steps in order to get back to game condition. There is a possibility that Mbappe may be seen in the second half late during the Atalanta match coming up with PSG. As you know, Atalanta has been setting all kinds of records in the Italian league. Atalanta is a high-flying, uh, high-scoring, uh, devil-may-care uh, type team. And so with PSG, this is going to be quite a match because PSG has got some great players. And, of course, you got Thiago Silva back there anchoring that defense for PSG. So I look for a great match between Atalanta and um, PSG. And Mbappe, if he can man, at least get on the field and make some touches, uh, that would really lift the morale and the spirit of the whole um, PSG team. Let's see what happens. Okay, other news, other notes. Arsenal looking for a way to pay off most, uh, Mesut Ozil. Of course, we know who he is. Ozil is just a great player. Um, the German is just uh, well-recognized throughout European football, but I almost fell off my chair when I saw his weekly salary. 
Now, folks, you might want to strap in a seatbelt or you might want to grab a stiff drink because when I tell you his weekly salary, you're just going to like not believe it. Okay. Weekly salary for Mesut Ozil right now, 350,000 euros a week. Yes, you heard correctly. 350,000 euros a week. Oh, my goodness. Makes me want to just strap on my cleats and just go look for a fourth division team that'll pay me 70,000 euros a week. I, I could live on that, I think. So anyway, um, Ozil, uh, looking, looking like he's going to leave Arsenal. We don't know where he's going to end up. I would chance to think he might end up on a Bundesliga team simply because he is from Germany. So we'll see what happens to Mesut Ozil. Great guy, great player. Uh, Alexander Lacazette, you know him from, uh, from the English League. Well, look him to be joining Atletico Madrid here in the coming weeks. The contract apparently is about three quarters done. All it needs is a couple of I's dotted, a T crossed, and then his signature. Former Man U player Angel Gomez will be going to Lille of the French League when the new season starts. He apparently was not very much in favor with old Gunner there at Man U. Uh, La, um, let's see. Pedro is leaving Chelsea after five seasons. He will be joining Roma. And this is on a free transfer. There was some uh, details worked out, paperwork exchanged. And so Chelsea and Frank Lampard have decided to let Pedro go. Uh, he's been there for five seasons. Apparently, the parting is somewhat uh, bittersweet. Uh, so he's going to Roma. He will help Roma definitely in that midfield. Carlos Tevez, remember him? You remember he played for Man U and also Man City? Uh, he's now 36 years old, a young 36, it looks like. And he's found, uh, he's found happiness back in his home country of Argentina. He is uh, currently with Boca Juniors. He's helped them lead them to a championship last year, and he has signed in a contract extension. Edinson Cavani, the Uruguayan, uh, going from PSG to Benfica. We told you a couple of weeks ago here on Kicks and Dribbles that uh, he was leaving uh, PSG, didn't have a contract at that point. Well, he has signed one with Benfica, eight million pounds uh, a year there with Benfica. Okay, that's basically all the notes that we've got so far uh, for um, for world soccer as far as what's going on with the different teams. Uh, now let's go to some scores because there have been some interesting games played. Now, back on the 5th, uh, Europa League started with their um, round of 16, and you had Copenhagen playing Istanbul at Copenhagen. Now, look, keep an eye on this team from Copenhagen. They are an amazing group of players. They have really come to play, and they could be causing some problems in Europa League. They are from Denmark, and these Danish players, let me tell you what, uh, they know what's going on, and Copenhagen has been uh, – uh, getting the attention of some people for sure. They won over Istanbul 3-0 at Copenhagen. Shakhtar Donetsk from the Ukraine, always tough. And boy, when they play at home, they're even tougher. Wolfsburg from the Bundesliga went over there, didn't have a chance. 3-0, Shakhtar Donetsk comes away with that win. Man United taking on LSK Linz from Poland. And let me tell you what, Man U had their hands full and then some. These uh, guys from the LSK, were really something. Uh, they played there at Old Trafford, and uh, the game went back and forth. Man U escapes, and I mean escapes with a capital E, 2-1 to one victory over LASK. Now, Inter Milan with uh, Lukaku, the guy that I just love to watch play, uh, Inter Milan is showing why they are second in the Italian league. They are a force to reckon with. Hitafi came up from Barcelona, and Inter Milan took care of them with no problem, a 2-0 shutout at Milan. Okay, on the 6th on Thursday, you had Bayer Leverkusen hosting Rangers from Scotland. And Leverkusen came away with a 1-0 win in that game. Sevilla hosting Roma. 
and Sevilla down there in southern Spain came away with a 2-0 win. Watch Sevilla. They could be headed for the finals once again of Europa League. Basel over there in Switzerland. Good team. Very uh, Not followed very uh, closely, but should be. This is a team that's been around, as I told you many times, since about 1900. This is a good franchise. They took on Eintracht Frankfurt in Basel. 1-0 win for the home team. Wolverhampton, home to Olympiacos from Greece. And the Wolves, with Nino Esperanza as their coach, 1-0 win over Olympiacos. Okay, on the 7th of Friday, uh, Champions League kicked in with their uh, round two of some games. Man City hosting Real Madrid. Boy, I'll tell you what, you talk about some really stellar, just marquee matchups. Man City beating Real Madrid 2-1, sending Zidane and the boys home. Juventus, as I said, won the game 2-1 over Lyon at Juventus, but lost the series and got eliminated on away goals. On the 8th, on Saturday, Bayern Munich hosting Chelsea. Bayern Munich winning easily 4-1. Frank Lampard's boys just couldn't keep up with Bayern Munich, and uh, Bayern Munich won that aggregate 7-1. Barcelona hosting Napoli at Camp Nou there in Barcelona. Barcelona coming away with a 4-2 aggregate win after winning the game 3-1. Then on the 11th, Europa League started back up, or will start back up again, as uh, Wolves will host Sevilla there in Wolverhampton, and then Shakhtar Donetsk will host Basel there in the Ukraine on Tuesday. Now, on Monday the 10th, you've got Inter Milan hosting Bayer Leverkusen, and Man United is going to host Kovalhaven from Denmark. Okay, moving on now to the Champions League. This is the games coming up this week, and you can see them on CBS Sports Network or CBS All Access. You can also watch it in Spanish on Unimas. On Wednesday the 12th, you've got Atalanta hosting PSG, and all of PSG and all of France is hoping that Mbappe can maybe play a few minutes in that game. On Thursday, you've got Leipzig hosting Atletico Madrid. Uh, That's going to be on Thursday the 13th. On Friday, Barcelona hosting Bayern Munich. Holy smokes, this doesn't get any better than this. It's just amazing, okay? Barcelona hosting Bayern Munich. That's Friday on the 14th. And then on Saturday the 15th, we got Man City hosting Lyon. And that's going to be an interesting matchup indeed. That's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. All right, moving on now to other scores. Uh, MLS uh, is winding down. Uh, As a matter of fact, on Tuesday the uh, 11th, We've got the uh, final between Portland and Orlando City. How'd they get there? Well, uh, Portland beat Philadelphia 2-1 to one back on the 5th. And, um, and then on Thursday, Orlando defeated Minnesota 3-1. to one. So that's how those two teams got there in that uh, final for MLS. Now in the Mexican League, got some interesting scores here. Pachuca shut out Carretero 1-0, and that was on the 6th on Thursday. And on six also, uh, Tigres traveled to Tijuana. That game ended in a 0-0 draw. On Friday the 7th, Nacaxa hosted America, and that was a 1-1 draw. Toluca traveled to Mazatlan. Mazatlan getting an impressive win at home over Toluca by a score of 2-1. Not a whole lot of people are talking about Mazatlan and their promotion to the first division in the Mexican League, but Mazatlan's got some players to watch uh, some players that, uh, from what I understand, are destined to possibly uh, be on the uh, national team squad for Mexico. So we'll keep an eye on that. Mazatlan looking to make some uh, inroads on their first year in the first division. On Saturday the 8th, we had three games in the Mexican League being played. Cruz Azul hosted Leon down in Mexico City, and that was a 2-0 win for Cruz Azul. 
Monterrey Rayados hosted Santos, their arch rival from Torreon, Coahuila. And that was in Monterrey. The game ended on a 2-2 tie with Monterrey scoring the tying goal with less than a minute to go in regulation. Puebla traveled to Guadalajara to play Chivas, and Puebla gets an impressive win on the road, 1-0. Puebla's making some uh, great um, victories right now in the beginnings of the uh, Mexican season, and it would be interesting to see if they can keep it up because Puebla for years, or for at least last couple of years, has been down in the middle of the table in the Mexican League, and now they look like they're making uh, strides to possibly try to get up into that top five or top ten. Should be interesting to see. Now, on Sunday the 9th, it was Pumas in Mexico City hosting Juarez, and that game ended in a 1-1 draw. Atletico San Luis also making some good strides in their second year in the first division. They hosted Atlas, and that was a 1-1 draw. Now, we got uh, three games coming up in the 11th for uh, the Mexico League. That's Nacaxa. They're in Carretero hosting um, – no, Nacaxa's in Aguas Calientes, excuse me. Nacaxa hosting Mazatlan. It's Pachuca hosting Leon, and then Puebla is going to travel to Monterrey. They're going to take on Tigres up there in Monterrey. So don't forget, we've got some great inter, uh, some great action coming up here in the uh, Champions League uh, during this week. I'm going to run down the games again because they are great matchups. Atalanta and PSG on Wednesday. It's Leipzig and Atletico Madrid on Thursday. It's Barcelona hosting Bayern Munich on Friday, a game nobody should miss if you're a real soccer fan. And then on Saturday, it's Man City hosting Lyon. And that's a game that's kind of an interesting matchup because everybody was thinking it was going to be Man City and Juventus, and it's just not going to happen. Man City and Lyon. Can Lyon be the upstart Cinderella of Champions League for this COVID-19 year? We shall see how it all shakes out. It will be an interesting week indeed in soccer. And, of course, we're going to be keeping an eye on some things going on, like uh, how will Mbappe be uh, playing this week? And also, uh, is anything going to happen with Ronaldo possibly going to PSG? If Ronaldo goes to PSG, that's going to strengthen their midfield tremendously. It's going to give them more of a person feeding the ball out of the back into that forward position. And the PSG forwards are going to like that. But again, PSG has got the support to get the ball to Ronaldo. If Ronaldo stays with Juventus, then... Um, Pirlo is going to have to find some people that are going to have to be brought in or else rearrange that uh, that uh, attacking uh, midfield so that the ball can be gotten to um, Ronaldo on a regular basis or they can support him so that they can take passes from him and he can make his cuts. This is the only way it's going to work with Ronaldo because he's now 35, almost 36 years old, and so he needs help. He cannot carry the team at this at this stage of the game. He used to be able to carry the team two to three years ago. He can't do it anymore. He needs to have the support. So hopefully Pirlo knows that. I'm, Pirlo is a smart guy. So I'm sure he realizes that situation, and I'm sure he will address it. Again, I reference, look what uh, Simeone has done with Inter Milan and Lukaku. Same, same situation, and Simeone has got Inter Milan playing like a machine. really interesting. Okay, very good. We'll see how it all works out. Thank you so much for tuning in to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Lauren McClay is our technical producer. John Dang handles our sound. DC McClay is in our ideas department. And uh, we will be looking forward to you next week. Uh, Some great soccer action coming up. And don't forget, Portland and Orlando City are going to be playing on uh, Tuesday for the the MLS crown. So that should be interesting as well. Very good. 
Y'all take care. Wash your hands. Uh, social distancing is very important. Please, let's get rid of this, uh, whatever pandemic it is, uh, and get it out of our lives because it's becoming a little, uh, a little aggravating at this point, isn't it? So let's wash our hands and social distancing. And um, please, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.